Filmmaking covers a variety of genres, and during the 1990s, one in particular saw a resurgence, the big-budget disaster flick. It's coming! It's headed right for us! It's already here. For two science-obsessed kids growing up on opposite sides of Pennsylvania, nothing left a bigger impression than Twister. The suck zone. I think we're going in! Join Kelly and Joe as they dissect the second highest grossing film of 1996. We have to breathe, Dusty, we have to breathe! Minute by minute. Another cow. Actually, I think that was the same one. And relive one of their favorite movies of all time. No, that, that was a good sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. Tornado warning continues now. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Solid F2 Podcast, where Kelly and I dissect the movie Twister minute by minute, and we are here now to talk about Minute 57, which 57 is your favorite number, is it not? It's my lucky number, yeah. Why is it 57 your lucky number? Um, In 1990-ish? I was in sixth grade, so I guess it was January 1997. Okay, yep. Um, That checks out. We went to the Bahamas. We stayed at a timeshare on Paradise Island. And I was 11. My sister was 13. We had a great time with my parents. Um, But one of the things we wanted to do was take a cab from our little timeshare area across the bridge to Nassau. Um, to, I think we wanted to go to the Atlantis hotel and see, it was right, right right around, right around or right after Christmas. And so they had, um, a giant gingerbread like display and stuff like that. So we wanted to go over there. And when we called the cab company, they said, okay, your cab number is 57. It's right. It'll be right outside a couple minutes, whatever. So we were waiting for it. And what pulled up was a big limo, um, with number 57 on the side of it. And they, I guess, used limos a lot down there as cabs, which we weren't expecting. And 11-year-old me was like – Greatest thing Well, ever. this is the coolest thing that has ever happened to me. Now, looking back on it, it was a dingy, like heavily used limo. But 11-year-old me was like, this is the best thing that has ever happened <laughs> to me. I've peaked. It's right, never getting better. In my entire life. So from then on, 57 was my lucky number and remains to this day. Yeah. So – just a silly kid thing. But. I think it's it's a fun and unique story. I like that you've latched on and kept that way for a while. Because most people use, you know, birth month, birthday, birth, you know, the, maybe the last two digits of their birth year, you know, because uh, Natalie and Haley have kind of adopted that for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, mine's related to, you know, an athlete or athletes growing up like that. Yep, I, I've um, latched on to those numbers. <laughs> but I, I think you're, that 57 story is always fun to me because I'm like, it has nothing to do with anything in your life that a lot of people choose their favorite or lucky it was numbers completely for. random. Um, but I, I always, I love that story. So I, yeah. when, when minute 57 popped up, I was like, well, it's time. We've got to share that with the world. And so. I wonder if like looking back on it, 
you know, my sister and I were like, oh my gosh, we're in a limo. We're in a limo in the Bahamas. I, and I remember my parents being like, yeah, isn't that cool? But I wonder how much of that was like actual genuine excitement and how much was like just pacifying the the kids who was, like, yeah. were like amazing. Like having kids now and looking back on it, I realized I probably wasn't reading the tone of my mother correctly because I doubt she was as excited <laughs> as I was. But still, it was fun. Um, that was a great trip. I still remember doing like we still joke you know and this is true any of those towns and certainly in um where were we just on the cruise a year ago the island that we stopped on grand cayman yes um t-shirt shop booze shop jewelry store t-shirt shop right like it's just the same touristy things but it, it was so much fun to be somewhere different in another country that's the first time i had been outside of the u.s and it was a good trip. Adults and parents are always very, for the most part, down to earth or realists or cynical, like when it comes to these tourist places, for the most part. But I think you only get to experience a lot of these things through the pure joy of a child. And oh, well, that's certainly the true. Stuff that drives us bonkers or nuts, or is it that exciting? You see how exciting these things are for you know kids twelve and under. Well, it's also funny, like if you think back on the cruise a year ago that we were on. The adults were always like, oh, where are we eating tonight? And what's the menu? And the kids are like, you guys want to eat again? We want to go swimming. Where's the pool? I want to go to the pool. Ice cream. There's free ice cream. Go get free ice cream. And I remember being in the pool with, I can't remember if it was Natalie or Haley. And there's a movie on the big screen, like on the pool deck. And she was like, we are swimming on a boat watching a movie and i like to me i was just like i really kind of want to get out of this pool there's so many people in here like it skews me out a little but she was just like this is the best thing i think it was so much fun right when we got on the disney magic we just went to the top deck i think it was even before we pushed away people were still loading and this was just what two and a half months before covid oh yeah we squeaked in (laughs) one of the last cruises um and I have a picture and video of you and the girls up on, like, what is actually, like, the wooden stage area, but it wasn't set up for that. It was just mm-hmm. an opening. And there's no one else on the stage. And Toy Story is just on the massive TV screen that's attached to one of the smokestacks. Yep. And you, Natalie and Haley, are, like, dancing to You've Got a Friend in Me while that mm-hmm. plays. And it's just, you know, it's... Fun. I know there's some people that don't like anything Disney does, but we are a Disney family, and... The Disney cruise was so much fun, and the girls still maintain a year later that they liked it more than their first trip to Disney World. So, I need to correct that. We need to take <laughs> well, we're, that back. We're there. gonna try. We're gonna try. We're as much as I it. enjoyed the cruise, I would always choose Disney World. No, I, I'm I'm with you there too. But it's I, I'm glad that they loved it. And I'm glad that they had. So oh yeah, much I fun. wouldn't. I had a great time. I would do it again. I just don't want to do it in place of. Right. It's like, yeah. All right. So let's talk about Minute 57 of Twister here. Uh, Let's take a listen and watch, and then we'll we'll discuss it as we do. This is no time to guess, I'm not guessing. Just make a right turn. Trust me. Do you want to drive? Just turn. Do we follow? Do not. What's he doing there? I don't know. <laughs> Find this road. It's like Bob's road. 
We've got a touchdown. We have touchdown, touchdown. Tornado is on the ground. Listen to this. Looks like it's coming down Route 33. Joe, we're on 33. What's the path? Uh, it's going about 35 miles an hour. Do you see this? I cannot see this. Where is it? Hello? Where are you guys looking? All right, so that is minute 57. We start out where we left off with minute 56, obviously. We're still with Jonas and the crew, but it was right at the point where Bill was having his sniff the dirt moment, and he wants to get off the road they're on, the road that they came barreling through the cornfield to nearly impact Jonas's convoy. Bill's ready to get off of it. He has a feeling. He has an inkling. And he convinces Joe to turn. And every time I watch this part, I'm just like, is she just going to turn off the road because he <laughs> says so? You know, and I know obviously she's looking for some path, but it just looks like she he's like, turn. And she's just like, all right, here we go. You have no idea what's next to you. Um, but I I did miss misspeak a few episodes ago or last episode talking about Bob's Road because I don't know why I was thinking about the related to the cornfield. But Bob's Road is this episode. This is the episode of Bob's Road. Yeah, I was, no. I was speaking uh, out of turn. I was I was ahead of myself. Yeah. You were. I don't know what you want me to say. You didn't correct me, though. I thought about it. Uh, You're just not paying attention to me. I understand. It was 10 minutes ago because we recorded the episode before this, literally 10 minutes ago. You're not supposed to peel back the curtain. People know that, Joe. Do they? Yeah. Amy knows that. (laughs) I only, you notice that I only complain about being hungry every other episode because we record two at a time. And by the end of the second one is usually when I'm ready for snacks. Hangry Kelly is an unhappy Kelly. All right. So. Here we go. Blue sky. It's not guessing. Got to trust him, Joe. Immediately. Here we go. Doesn't even look. All right. Off the road. Convoy follows. They're following way too close. They are. Eddie's like, hey, we're going to do that? A lot of sun for a... Right. But you know, but you mentioned you know they they left that place because the 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 roadside barbecue or whatever because uh, they did they saw that they turned so they turned but this time they decide not to follow. No. Nope. Kind of random and and odd, but they they don't follow. Um, but sorry, I talked over the funny part. I. I always found it funny, especially as I got older, his indignation after what he had just sent them through of trying to get to this storm system. He has no idea where they are or what they're doing. And they turn onto some, you know, road and he's like, I don't know, Bob's road, like as if he's an expert. I remember watching this as a kid and my dad laughing. That joke. Oh, at Bob's Road. That's, like a da- me, that's a dad joke, yeah. Me as a kid, like, like not really immediately understanding the joke. Like, okay, is it called Bob's Road? Like, I didn't get And then, like, after a while, I understood the joke a little more. And I think I found it funnier because my dad thought it was funny. So, like, as a kid, I'm like, all right, mentally, no, that's funny. Oh, it's one of my favorite lines from the movie. Absolutely. I, and I don't really know why. Is it that funny? Not, I mean, not necessarily but it's just the way he says it anytime we're driving on an adventure yeah quote adventure usually just to wawa or something <laughs> maybe your parents Do we have adventures <laughs> um yeah not really adventure that's why i did the air quotes which goes over well on an know, audio one medium time, one time one time on the way down to was it the shore or were you going all the way down to 
we going all the way down to, to well, South Carolina or North Carolina or whatever. But remember, we had to take the back roads through Maryland that one time. Oh yeah, well that I think that might have been might have been leaving Ocean City to go to to the Outer Banks. Yeah, we almost got hit by that person that ran that stop sign. Oh yeah, they flew through yeah. that intersection. Yeah, that was an adventure. We are we, we are to wild and crazy the crazy couple. Sesame so. Street episode. Yeah. Natalie learned the word times. sparkle. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> she did learn sparkle um, during that trip. But anyway, yeah. Um, so Bob's road. Yeah, I, ju- I think it's just the the way he's he says it is. Well, and anytime so we're driving and a discussion of a route or navigation comes up, you know, you or I have to make the joke, and we both find it funny. This is an example, though, of one of those situations that would completely disappear if this movie was remade with today's technology. He, right, he wouldn't have to find the road on a map. Siri would just say, "You wouldn't even ha- would you even have his position." No, you know, like I all mean, all the cars would be, you know, sharing Google map directions with one another or the, all the cars would have navigation built in or they would all be able to sync up. Maybe they're autonomous and maybe they're all driving Teslas in the new movie. Yeah, they're all just reading Harry Potter while the Teslas drive themselves to the tornado. I was thinking they were pulling up the, uh, you know, the weather sites and radar and whatnot. Oh, I was imagining they were slacking off. Mm, okay. Anyway, this guy looks more ominous. Yeah, but this is looking out the front with the digital sky. Anytime well, that they do looking back at them. I don't think that's digital sky. That looks real to me. Like his, his job, the, the driver, is just to be like, oh. Driver of the navigator. Yeah. We've got a touchdown. Thanks, touchdown, Joey. Touchdown, Tornado is on the ground. Listen to this. Looks like it's coming down Route 33. We're on 33. Uh, it's going about 35 miles an hour. That's not a path. Do you see this? I cannot see this. Where is it? Hello? Where are you guys looking? Where, where, where? So, anything else to say about Minute 57? No, I mean, they turned onto, like, a dirt path, and now they're on, like, an actual road. So that's a little confusing to me. I mean, that looks more like Robert's Road, not Bob's Road mm, to me. It's a little I mean, bit more... Um, a little bit more established. I like that they're on a car phone instead of a radio. Right, I, like, so I did that. I was going to mention that. It's just weird to me that, <laughs> listen to this. Like, well, I'm like, were they on a call? <laughs> I don't know. I just, what's going on? Why, I don't understand All these different forms of communication that are so irrelevant nowadays. Also, I would like to point out that when I come back from getting groceries and my trunk is full of groceries, mm-hmm. I take the turn onto our road slowly because I don't want to knock over the groceries and break eggs or crush chips or whatever. And you don't have a cab hooked up by just a few wires? Well, no, not that. I was actually thinking of Dorothy in the back of the truck that is like a very expensive, only four of its kind technical oh, thing and they're just yeah they're just flying around corners rattling the shit out of it and it's just like hey like that's not great i don't even take my own turns that fast yeah. with nothing important in no yeah dorothy is probably the thing to focus on but i always look at those like detached cabs you know that yeah are just, like bonk, bonk, yeah they just wobble back and forth yeah they weeble and they no, wobble but they don't fall down yeah. excellent so all right well we're past the halfway point uh, home. We've rounded second base, and we're heading heading home. And I don't think we'll get there by May 10th for the 25th anniversary, but we will uh, be finishing up uh, this year. 
you've forced that peace ball analogy in there a little too much. Well, I mean... Didn't and, care and for it. Don't try. What, what else nope, would you like to do? Just say just that say we're more we're than halfway. 50.1% of the way home? Yeah. Is that the number? Are you wrong? I, I'm just guessing. Don't guess. Oh, okay. Facts, Joseph. All right. Facts. I'm hungry. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go take care of that. Let's get some food. Okay. Food. 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 All right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of Solid F2 Podcast. We'll be back again with Minutes 58. And since Kelly told you how we do it, 59 sometime next week. Thanks and see you later. Thanks for listening to the Solid F2 Podcast, a minute-by-minute breakdown of the movie Twister. That's all for this week. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Solid F2 Pod. Solid F2 Podcast is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. Visit jmnjrradio.com for more.